Hard Parking, brought to you by Right Honda out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Jay Finning. First, I was going to do things a little differently and just kind of gloss past this, but kind of a major milestone. The milestone is this is the 100th episode, and that is a big deal. With me on the line right now is one of my really good friends. Met him through podcasting, and if we're just talking about podcast relationships, he is without question my best friend. But he's also a really, really good friend outside of podcasting, Wes Tankersley. I'm glad you're on here with me today, at least for this opening. Thank you for being here. Yeah, man. Super excited for your hundredth episode. We've been talking about this one for a bit. Yeah, this is this was the one of the one of the goals of 2021, right? Because you have to set these goals because there is a thought out there where your goals need to be attainable, but then there's another thought that says, you know, shoot for the stars. But I feel like with, with life, right? Like my goal when I was a teenager was to drive a Porsche Turbo by the time I was 25. I had yeah. no idea how I was going to get there. Never happened. Right. You know, I was looking up when I was 23 and I didn't even have a career, nothing yet. But um, I feel like you got a cooler car now. I have a pretty cool car now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the cars. I said, I want a Porsche Turbo and an Acura NSX. And I made 50%, right? Yeah. Batting 500, and you'll appreciate this. I mean, you can make millions of dollars if you bat 500 in the, in the big leagues. 100%. But, you know, I set the goal last year. I say like, I want to have a certain amount of downloads per episode in the first seven days, which got nowhere close to that. Nowhere close. But I also wanted to make it to 100 episodes. And, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about how big that really is anyway, because, I mean, 100 episodes is huge. But the fact of the matter is a lot of things have happened this year, too, that People are people are kind of, you know, going back to work. And when we started doing this whole deal, it was everyone was at home, right? And that's when we met. We're all at home. We're hanging out. We got plenty of time. And now people either are not listening to podcasts as much or it just it's kind of harder. I mean, I feel like it's gotten a little bit tougher now that things have kind of gone halfway back to normal, right? Yeah. And and I guess because I hear that a lot, right? People say, well, people are going back to work and Podcast listenership is down across the board, and I get it. For me, it's a little weird because not a lot of people have the job that I have, especially when I traveled where I would just sit there you know, unmolested all day and do my work, and that's where I consumed four and a half, five hours of podcast every single day, right. whereas now working from home, I'm only consuming like maybe an hour, and I don't even listen to that until I leave the house. Like when I'm out and about running errands, that's usually when I'm listening to the podcast's or sometimes late at night when I'm doing other stuff. So for me, it's like kind of opposite, right. but, I, but I do understand that. And it's, uh, think about last year, because we've been through this together and we bounce ideas right. off each other all the time. Man, this is hard to do. Like, what's the average, right? The, so someone wants to get into podcasting. Like six or seven episodes, right? Six or seven episodes and it's vapor. You never hear yep. from them again. And it's funny because a lot of those guys, like, I think, I think we had this conversation yesterday, like Lewis House was talking about how he, you know, it took him five years before he actually got, had a successful podcast. And I think that you have to understand that in the long run. And we, we have these conversations all the time where it's like, man, I kind of got that. What do we call it? Like the, like, we're just, it's, it's too much right now. Right. It's yeah. like, we're getting a little overkill or we're getting, God, I can't even think of the word right now. You get burned. Kinda, yeah. Burned fatigue, out. Pot is. fatigue. That's the term. Yep. And so you get to that point and like this time of year, it really is because downloads are typically down right now, right? Because Christmas time is coming, Thanksgiving's around and then January picks up and everyone's at the gym and they're like, oh, let's listen to a podcast, you know? Yeah. And it's, 
It's not always about the numbers. I was looking up some statistics. And I mean, this, what we do, what you do, what I do, this is hard work. It sounds like it's easy. But sitting there recording, editing, coming up with content, like honestly to me, coming up with content is the least of my struggles. It's a big struggle for a lot of people. Coming up with guests is the least of my struggle. It's a big struggle. I mean, you know, given the context, the format of your podcast at times, it's a struggle. Me, right. I can talk about cars or I can bring people on to talk about cars. It's a lot easier for me. So I don't really don't have those excuses. But I was looking up online earlier and it said the average number of listeners per, I guess, like how do you define success? A successful podcast is 27. That yeah, number is wow. lower than I thought. Yeah, that's pretty low. That's like, I mean, yeah, that's about what mine is. I mean, I would say you get about, you know, 27 subscribers really is what the way you kind of look at it. Cause like, if you gauge like new listeners and things like that, you see the amount of um, like the Monday download, right? You drop the episode. That's when you can really tell because the new episode is the one that shows you kind of what your subscribers are. I feel like when you see how many people actually listen to that, that's that episode as it drops out, like the first day you can kind of get an idea of who, who's a subscriber. Yeah. And then with mine, it has unique listeners. But I don't really know if that means just someone decided to plug in from a different device, right? Right. But in knowing that number, I mean, I'm not pulling down thousands or even hundreds. My goal was 200 in the first seven days of every episode that drops. Knowing that day one, it's it's download heavy, and then it trickles off tremendously by the end of the week. But then people are still listening to other ones. But, you know, episode 100 – Glad I got here. It was definitely one of the goals that I set out to do. Yeah. I got to it. And it's time to start planning on 2022. I am partnering up with you and Mr. Anthony Williams. Finally going to, I'll just say it right now, you know, two weeks left in this year. You guys have launched a podcast network, independent yeah. entertainment network, and I'm going to be a part of that. Yeah. And it's super exciting. I mean, this is something that, you and I have talked about for a long time and you know, I've been trying to do this with some other people and finally we just said, screw it. We're going to do it on our own. And it's something that we get to build on, you know, and, and watch it grow. It's kind of our baby. And I'm, I was the immediately when Anthony and I started talking about it, it was like, I need, I need Jay there. You know, we want you there. And so we're super happy to have you. And it's excited to see how that's going. We're going to kind of really launch this thing, you know, January 1st, but we're getting things out now and building that thing up. And it's going to be exciting to kind of have a co-op of podcasters, you know, working together to build something. You know, so a lot of people ask, you know, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean to be part of a podcast network? And I best I could define it as, well, now you're one. I mean, everyone can go to Apple, right? You go to Apple. That's not a network. It's a podcast provider. It's not even a host. How would, what would you call that? Podcast distributor? But on a network, you know you can go to one website and you have a menu. It's like going to a restaurant. You have a menu of different podcasts to listen to, essentially. Yeah, yeah and the cool thing about it, too, is like, you know, when I found you, I had you on, and I've had you on a couple times on mine, but it's like, typically for me, when I listen to a podcast and I hear someone speak on a podcast, like, I'll go and try and find what other podcasts they've been on and listen to them talk again because I want to hear more information about them. So it's really cool that you can go to this network and kind of see that most of these guys are on you know, they're on shape and success. Anthony has some people on his independent mouth. You know, I've been on your podcast a few times and it's, it's just super fun to be able to be around that. 
Yeah, and the premiere show on that network is Tank in the Mouth, which is you and Mr. Anthony. Yeah, and that Tank in the Mouth is super fun because you get to see kind of a different side of me. Anthony is pretty outspoken, but like you get to see, you know, kind of like the One Drink Wednesday, Wes. Like you get, we get to talk and we get to have actual conversations because I don't want to really alienate anyone on Shape and Success. I think it's it's one of those things where I want people to see an objective side from every single guest and let them put their information out there so that they can see that they can grow it on their own, you know, and taking the mouth is more of like a variety show. And it's going to be similar to, to uh, Adam Carolla kind of sort of, we're, we're still working on all the, all the stuff that's going on, but we weren't going to have guests pop on. We're going to just kind of be kind of like a variety podcast, you know, kind of like a radio show. I think I'm okay. All right. So I got two more things for you here. And I think on this episode, I'm just going to randomly call old guests and ask them all a question. But first, what I have in front of me is a bottle of booze that you've sent me. Uh Uh-huh. I'm opening this up. And let's see what what Wes Tankersley bought. For those of you who do do not know, I pay Jay and booze to edit my podcast. So this is his, this is, I, I consider this kind of your Christmas bottle, but. You know, it's a it's one that you had said that you hadn't tried before. I believe that is correct. So what I'm what, right now I'm holding in my hand a bottle of Old Ezra, aged seven years, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, a 780 barrel strength, alcohol 58.5 percent, which is 117 proof. If you need help with the math, it also also shows the proof down here because I need help with the math. Failed algebra, failed algebra two, <laughs> failed geometry, summer school. Okay, but- we got that in common. Yeah, I suck <laughs> at math, but Same. I don't suck at adding up drinks. Yep, and that's a good one. You know me; I like I, I I like the barrel strength stuff. I think for some reason there's just a different profile to it. It just tastes better to me than than the stuff that's not barrel proof. So, well, that's the beauty of this is there's so many different ways to consume it. So many different strengths, different you know, on the rocks, no rocks, a little splash of water, no water, as a shot, as a sipper. There's yep. something for everyone in this room. Wes, I have a question for you, and then I'll get you out of here. I know you have to get ready to do some things. What do you got? I'm looking here. Uh, here's, here's a good one. You'll appreciate this. So, Will, good friend of mine, why did we learn cursive in school? We only use it for our name nowadays. Why did we learn cursive in school? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, I have a hybrid. I have a hybrid. Um, way of writing and you know this you make fun of my uh signature which you're like you're 27 everyone's like 27 it's really a w it's my wt right but, it looks uh, like a 27 it does but it's kind of cool because it has it just i don't know it's just me my my name is huge you know wes and then tankersley is 10 letters and it's just like oh this is just so much work and if i wrote out wesley tankersley you know my full given name it would be even more but I don't know, man. Cursive was something that we just learned. We A lot of stuff we learned in school, we just had to do it, right? But there's nothing better for me than cursive. But I think really the main reason why we learn cursive is because it's kind of quicker to do. Like it's quicker to write if you were actually writing a letter. Hmm. But now we have a keyboard, right? So you can type faster and you can write cursive. And I, and I think that's probably why. Because everything's connected with cursive and it just makes it a little bit quicker to write. But I have letters from my grandmother you know, that I cherish because they're written in cursive and, and I can read it. A lot of people, a lot of kids these days will look at that and just go, what the hell is this? You know, you know, that's a really deep, interesting, um, response. 
And uh, I appreciate it because you're right. I mean, it's just why did we learn it? Because we grew up without computers, essentially. And there's been typewriters forever, but no one fucking has a typewriter. Everyone has a computer. And, you know, no one – sure, you sign a check, but now you do the digital stuff too. And, you know, DocuSign, you're going through the whole house building thing right now. And they're going to email you documents or your email for you to digitally sign, DocuSign. Yep. I got a funny story for you. It'll be real quick, but one of my buddies in high school, we all had, we had a computer, you know, obviously like the first windows computer that there was. And this was like in 19, I don't know, 95, 96. It had to be, we had windows 95. Windows 95. So, yep. And so my buddy's parents, though, his mom was a little bit older than my parents and they had him pretty late, but she had a typewriter and she used to type his reports for him. So he would write them all out. I think she probably did his homework for him, but she would type them all out on the typewriter. It was kind of funny. I'd walk in there one day and she'd be hammering out a book report on a typewriter for him. <laughs> when I think of typewriter noises, I think of like people who peck. Yep. I mean, I guess you had to pace yourself, but yeah, that's interesting. They're pretty crazy. I, my mom had one of those for a little while. And the 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 thing was like when you screwed up, you just like hit this backspace button and it would have like, Whiteout tape before yeah, you like you remember the that. whiteout thing to white it out and bring it back over. We had typing labs in high school. I remember that. Yeah, that's crazy. A S D F J K L Sim. Yep, the and, home row. And then you'd have to do the whole A A A A S S S S D D D D F F F F. Yep. We had our our keyboarding teacher would make us if we looked at our hands, she'd put paper over our hands. We weren't allowed to look at our hands. Was she hot? I would say no. Yeah, that's why people look at their hands. All right, Wes, (laughs) thanks. Moving on, and I will catch up with you later. Thanks again for the bottle of Old Ezra and being there with me all through 2020 and 2021 and on this podcast journey. It's not easy what we do, but we do get a lot of uh, satisfaction out of it, reaching out to people, sharing stories, and we'll continue to do so as we move into the next year. And yours is a great one, so hopefully I, I just I can't wait to see how far this goes. So thanks, man, for for helping me along the way, too. You've been a great help. All right, homie. All right. Eric Pasha. So the reason I called you is you were my first real guest. We did our Monterey recap. Season 1, Episode 6, according to the ledger here, it was August 23rd of 2019. Wow, two years already. That's wild, man. This is Episode 100. 100 and i feel uh oh cool man i wanted to come full circle uh get you on here thank you for being a part of this show not only as a guest but as one of the early sponsors which you know that's that can be hard to do so i'll never forget that the show is continues to grow and continues to have some success yeah i wanted to thank you for being a friend and and being there yeah no man it's uh it's been a pleasure i I, uh, listen to it every week every episode up until now i think it's was it uppity? I actually really enjoyed Well, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. the Monterey recap with Yoshi in the background, like making all the noise on the plastic bed, and he wouldn't shut the fuck up. Well, that back then you only had your iPhone and like a tiny little mic and a bottle of tequila and us sitting across the, the table from one another. So, I mean, now you've got the whole setup, the studio, you got some you had Adam Curl on, you had some really cool guests. So it's, it's been a, a really, really great thing to see over the course of a very short period of time. So... It's awesome, man. Totally a supporter and continue to be, and it's been awesome to watch, dude. 
You know, some things change, some things don't. Because here we are, we're not across the table from each other. But I do have one microphone because I'm the only one sitting in this room. And I have a bottle of booze in front of me too, old Ezra that uh, Wes Tankersley. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I just opened it on the last call. So, I mean, I haven't, I opened the box. I haven't opened the bottle. Pays me in booze. <laughs> It's not even a joke, man. That's, I'm serious. This is how West was pays well, me in booze. Well, you guys are drinking. You guys are drinking good booze. I know each week, every Wednesday. I think we were drinking a little tiny bottle of tequila out of like the hotel. I think so. The hotel bar. <laughs> I think so, so. I think it's like Patron or some stupid shit. Yep, I remember. And yeah, actually, you might have brought it with you from like something that you snagged from a hotel trip you had before. So that sounds like me. Hey, man. Yeah. You know, there's a saying: anything for the gram, and anything for the booze. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that episode because it's come a long way, brother. And, Good Lord, uh, it's a long time. It. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, amazing. that week was the week that we were hanging out with Rebecca. And so, That's um, right. Yeah, the most recent episode, I brought that up as well. So, yeah, funny, full circle funny right there. Yeah, you had her on as the last guest, right? Yeah. Just uh, yep. right before this? Yeah, podcast, yeah, podcast. Everybody has a podcast. I was like, shit. I'm glad I waited. That though, was a bit man. different. That was a little different than your normal podcast. I think you got that was really kind of more of a, you know, uh, get get to have a real conversation about kind of the come up, which is really different than I guess some of the other ones. Because I think that's that's part of what I, I think your podcast is really really great about is like you bring such different topics on, um, and so every week is a bit different. So the last one was was especially uh, interesting hearing uh, Rebecca's story. Uh, and some of the details behind it, because I think what you said in the podcast, if I remember correctly, was like, you see a lot of the surface stuff, like what, yeah. what goes on, but you don't see what, what goes into it. And I think that's a lot of your story. It's a lot of her story, obviously. And so that was, was good to get a, get a glimpse of that. Yeah, man. Um, we may have to do a dig dive into Eric of last era, you know, <laughs> Anytime, brother. We'll get you on for 2022. Anytime. But yeah, I wonder, because you're not the first person to say that. And I try to cater them all around the guests. So if I don't really know them very well, you know, I try to come up with interesting things, but I don't want it to be too Q&A. But, you know, I yeah, think yeah. with her, yeah. right? Because you know her really well, too. But it's like, how well do you really know someone? Because we don't really get an opportunity to kind of dig, you know, like dig into, okay, why are you so fucking driven? You know, why are you always by yourself, but you're always busy? You know, it's just... Yeah, there's a lot of a lot that goes on behind the scenes, uh, and I think uh, that's definitely uh, something we're talking about going forward. Like, if you have other guests that that you think could be great in that respect, I think people like myself look forward to that type of kind of podcast as well, because there's a lot of them, a lot of those people in our in our culture, in the car community. So there are, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, bring bring more of that for sure. <laughs> All right, Eric, man. Thanks for uh, t taking a moment to catch up. Yeah, anytime, brother. We haven't done this in a long time. I haven't done this in a long time because I don't really get the opportunity, but it is time for the rental car of the week brought to you by Higher Quality Detail out of Tempe, Arizona. They specialize in premium vehicle protection solutions and cosmetic customizations as your one-stop shop, ranging from basic detail and options through ceramic coating, paint correction, protection films, and more. Visit them at Ceramic Pro Arizona, one word, squished together, or on Instagram at Higher Quality Detail. That's H-Y-E-R, Quality Detail. Also one word, and you'll start looking your best today. So, as I had mentioned, maybe a month ago, we went back to Disneyland, and I rented a 2021 white Toyota 4Runner. 
I think it was, I don't, I don't really know the trims, maybe premium because I think it had leather interior. It did have CarPlay, which was awesome. Toyota finally got their head out of their ass and started putting CarPlay in everything. Driving this thing though, it's uh, like, I get it. These vehicles are bulletproof. These vehicles are the off-roaders dream. And if you want to drive around in the city with them, they're certainly designed for that. But it felt like I was driving a truck. And so I asked the question, is a 4Runner a pickup truck or is it an SUV? And then what is an SUV, right? I think it is a traditional SUV in the purest sense. Because now they're so luxurious, they're little crossovers, they're little fuel-efficient you know, things. And this is an SUV that can take you anywhere you want to be, just like the rest of the Toyota trucks. And I appreciated that. But looking around on the inside, it was very, it was very analog in a sense which is good, like a truck would be. I couldn't get used to the door switches and the window because they were up on the driver's side door, like up on the door as opposed to being in the center console or even being like mid-door height. And then also at highway speeds, it just didn't feel that... uh, I wouldn't say it felt unstable. I wouldn't say that at all. But it felt different. Like I had to make an effort to go 80 because when we drive right we drive how we feel comfortable sometimes we look down and we're going 95 we're like oh shit sometimes we look down and everyone's flying past us sometimes everyone flies past us then we look down and we're going like the speed limit instead of the flow of traffic and i don't know for me this thing just felt like it took an assertive effort to actually drive the flow of traffic and i really didn't like that too much it's a minor complaint but i'm glad toyota finally did you know, they updated all the electronics and the infotainment center because I'm a big infotainment center person. You know, would I buy a Toyota 4Runner? I've thought about it, but they're so expensive. They're so fun, but they're so expensive. And there's so much aftermarket for them and there's such a deep culture. I can definitely understand the appeal. Would I rent one again? I would, I think, because I know no matter what happens, I'll be able to get out of it with that kind of vehicle, with that specific vehicle more so than probably any other vehicle you would normally rent. I do like a little bit more luxury just because that's just how I am. So I'm not sure. But if you get an opportunity to rent a Toyota 4Runner, rent it. It's an older one because of the way the market is. If you can live without CarPlay or Apple, what is it, Android? CarPlay, Android Auto? Yeah. So if you live without CarPlay or Android Auto, rent one of the older ones. But I think that this they started doing CarPlay and Android Auto in maybe 2019, 20 at the latest. Cool car. Cool truck. Cool SUV. And that is the rental car of the week. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and go tell a friend about it. Actually, I'm climbing the charts in certain areas. Still need plenty of growth. And it all comes down to you guys. Like I just, Other than paying for advertising, like a lot of money, there's really nothing else I can do with this podcast, but rely on word of mouth. And I appreciate a lot of you guys reaching out, sending me DMs, telling me in person. Like there's nothing more rewarding than, like I walked into a a local business and the owner who's been on the show before in the past says, hey man, I've been checking out your podcast, been checking out your One Drink Wednesday with Wes. You've come a long way. I really appreciate the audio quality and everything. Your show is really good and you keep up the good work. Man, that means a lot. So if you haven't left a review yet, just leave a review. Leave a review on Apple. Leave a review on any podcast platform that you find this on. It means a lot. 
and it helps other people know that, hey, this is worth checking out. You know, if it's five-star, give me five-star. If it's four-star, give me four-star. At least four-star tells me I have some more improvement to go. I actually like four-stars more. I mean, who doesn't like five-stars, but four-star to me feels real. Leave me a one-star. Fuck off. Shoot me an email and let me know why. Hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. When I think right Honda, Scotts, Arizona, higher quality detail, booster bath, four wheel online, tongue treats, and sales shop wireless services, the credit mix, and Patreon business supporter, Coyote Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida. But I do appreciate all of them 100%. Because without them, without you, I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing right now. Again, this is the 100th episode. <sighs> I mean, the average podcast fails, gives up. The average person stops podcasting somewhere between five and seven episodes. I would not have made it to a hundred without you guys, without the sponsors, without the Patreons, Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, and Bo Jung. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon, you can for as little as $3 a month. Patreon.com, Hard Parking Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at jfinning, that's J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G, or jtravels, J-H-A-E underscore travels. Join the Hard Parking Violations Facebook page. Come by, say hi. Submit your questions anytime you want. But I can't grow without you telling the world how great this show is. So let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. Thank you once again for helping me get to 100, no matter where you are in the world. Talk to you next week. A beater. Shut up!